I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy the Vampire. Slayer, 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 Hello. Hello! Welcome to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. So true. We are the pop culture professors. Smart people. You know, that's true. But what are we talking? We're talking dumb topics. What are we talking We're talking dumb yep, topics. There we go. That's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you already heard her spill the beans and say, my name's Lauren Brickman, <laughs> and that one's Caitlin Bitsigay. Yeah, wow. wow. We're just, we're so ready to get into we're it. We're so ready to. We're, fi- we're fighting each mm-hmm. other to start this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Um, it's probably because of what I'm currently standing. I think I'm bringing in an energy today. Okay. Now, y'all know Let's go for to it. stand is to be an obsessive fan of something. And I'm shocked. I am shocked and appalled that it's taking me as long as it's taken me to come to this moment because if you've ever talked to me for more than five minutes, you know I was a huge Good Wife fan. You know, I was a huge mm-hmm. Good Wife fan. Yeah. I just, this morning, started The Good Fight. Wow. I just started it. Thank you for coming to this episode. Yeah. I'm sure that was difficult for you to pull yourself away. I just started watching the show today. How many episodes in do you think I already am? Now, to preface this, you know friend of the show, 
Chris Burns had an unexpected sleepover last night because he locked himself out of his apartment. So I did have <laughs> guests. You also know I was managing a few phone calls. So with everything you know about my last 24 hours. This is the second episode we've recorded yeah. today. So everything you know about my I mean, life. I don't understand, Lauren, how you could have even watched one with uh-huh. the things I know you've done. Because uh-huh. they're pretty long, right? They're like 42 full minutes. They're like 40 something okay. minutes, I think. I didn't check, you know. Four? Yeah, I'm four episodes and you're absolutely right. I've already watched four episodes. I said to myself three and then I said be be a little extra. <laughs> and yeah, I said four. No, I'm I'm four episodes in. I'm so into it. Oh my God. I love Kush on the show. I love uh, Christine Brand. I, I love everyone. Right. Michael Boatman is so good on the oh, show. Yeah. I love him so much. They gave him, they threw some stuff at him and he is just handling it with mm, Grace. Bernadette Peters is it's just it's it's a it's such a cast it's such a cast you know I've never actually watched wife let alone fight wow. so I'm behind and I know I would love it and you know famously you it. Josh Charles and I once volunteered at the same refugee event in Jersey City um, famously so he's a good person uh, and, yeah. and as am I by reference you know, yeah obviously um yeah anyways I'm I'm in the good fight and I think I brought that energy to you trying to do our mm-hmm. um intro today so just that's where I'm at right, right now right right yeah. But where are you at? What are you standing? You know, I'm standing the return of live theater. Uh, oh, you yes. and I were able to see uh, our friend and former guest, Anne-Marie Yu, in mm-hmm. a play called Amabea. At, do you call it A-R-T? Is that what the space is called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just great to be back. She was amazing. I have tickets for six next month. So let's all just wow. keep being safe so that yeah. we can continue to see these the best thing in the world, which is live theater. Yeah. Everybody, put put this podcast down right now if you haven't gotten vaxxed. Go get vaxxed. Keep following all the rules. You can listen to it while you get vaxxed. Honestly, that's... Actually, you're right. I probably was, honestly. I, <laughs> I think I... I might have been listening to a podcast. It doesn't matter. Just get vaxxed so we can all keep seeing theater and hanging out together. Because that was it was so special to see Anne-Marie on stage. It was so fun. Totally. First time... It was my first time seeing theater in person, not on a computer. Same. Wow. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, we keep a pretty similar schedule. <laughs> that is true. I don't I don't <laughs> fit in as many episodes of The Good Fight. I, f- I fit in none so far. Yeah, I watch more TV and you do more things like hike. Right. And that's where we're different. Right. That's that's how you tell us apart. You you hike and have a husband. And I watch four episodes of The Good Fight in one morning. But I did famously when we hiked Kilimanjaro, I had episodes of Gossip Girl saved on my phone that I would watch at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's my personality. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fame. Yeah. Well, I think it's time that we talk about someone that I'm so excited to get to know better. Oh, yeah. Me too. I think I'm already standing. Mary Mm -hmm. Dorn. Hi, Mary. Oh, my gosh. Hi, you guys. I was looking behind me like, could it be me? Y'all are standing me? Thank you so much. Well, I'm standing y'all because I can't believe that I'm literally talking to the people who canceled Jamie Spears. Wow, thank you so much. <gasps> wow. <laughs> you did it. Like, do you fear your own power? Because I kind of do. Greatly. Greatly. We, we do. This is a great <laughs> point. Thank you so much. No. <laughs> but that's amazing. Thank you for thank doing Thank you so much for yeah, noticing. We should have done it earlier, honestly. That's kind of on us. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's my only complaint. But other than that... <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, it's been incredible uh, having the live shows come back. And, you know, in two months, we've gotten Megan McCain off The View and we've gotten Jamie Spears off the conservatorship. Who is next? Well, well, we'll see. You know, we can't right. say, but we do have we do have a target. Well, we'll see how this goes. 
we're going to try something. Uh, we have thoughts, but you better believe the first, the moment we saw that headline, we texted each other and said, who next? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Providing a valuable service. Thank I you. Mean, it's Multiple it's, valuable services, but this is like so cherry on top and they have cancellation powers. Like. <laughs> Uh, But today we're not talking about canceling uh, people that are out in the world being nefarious. We're talking about something totally pure. (laughs) Yes, actually. (laughs) And that's the pure joy of movies based on merchandise. We love it. No, we always like to share our credentials. And this is one that I felt particularly um, prepared to dive into because I need to tell you all that as a child, Mary, I think you're probably a bit younger than us, so you may not remember this, but back in the day, Toys R Us would mail VHS tapes to families if you were like on this mailing list, and it would be like a compilation of like the best toy commercials, like leading into like holiday season. So like it would mm-hmm. probably come out sometime in like uh, like October or November and it was to it was to get kids excited about what they wanted to put on their like wish lists for the holidays. And as a child, I did not realize it was just a collection of commercials. I thought it was a movie. It, it was my favorite movie for quite some time and I got to an age when it was no longer cute but I still loved it and my mom hated this tape so much she threw it out one day when I was I think at a sleepover or something and when I came home and discovered it was like gone I cried oh my gosh I'm so sorry that happened to you thank you explains a lot yeah, that sounds like the exact kind of movie I would be into. Yeah, I loved it so much. You know, when I saw you were going to speak to that, Lauren, I had a similar memory of a very emotional attachment to Toys R Us commercials. Mm. Toys R Us is not a store we ever went to, but the commercials really? were on all the time. And famously, yeah. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. And yeah. that set me into my first existential dread because I was like, I really started crying. I thought, am I going to have to be one of the grown-ups? And I yeah. was so upset. And I, mm. I wasn't really a very emotional kid. Like I, I, like, I don't know. But something about that, I was like, wow, that giraffe gave me a lot to think about. Oh, my gosh, Jeffrey. Jeff- I almost oh. you too. That song, I will, nothing can shake the chords of that song out of my head. I don't want to grow up because if I did, I wouldn't be a Toys R Us kid. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. such rude lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't grow up. Personally. Yes. Good call. <laughs> That's the reason. If you're wondering, like, why is this child on this podcast? It's because of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I still identify as a Toys R Us kid even here in adulthood. So Jeffrey was wrong. Yeah. Take that. But uh, so, Mary, any particular uh, connection to merchandise that either inspired movies or movies were inspired by yes well i was very much into brats dolls Mm. um i said that as if that's in the past i am still into brats dolls i no longer own them one of my greatest regrets in life was giving away my collection of brats dolls i had a brats baby i had a brats boy i believe his name was river and (laughs) i had like the most passion for fashion set of all the major brat stalls and um 
and I gave them away because I was like, I'm a grown up now. I'm going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I regret it because I follow the brats on Instagram <laughs> and they're still killing it. And I still whenever I need to get pumped up. Like, um, so good. Um mm-hmm is a single by the brats that came out <laughs> in 2007 maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my god it's such a good song and wow. it just you know it really gets me in the zone i'm like you know what it does feel so good dancing on the air it does feel so good <laughs> nothing can compare like, these are facts <laughs> Uh, Just yeah. I don't follow Bratz on Instagram, but I do follow Barbie. And I also follow Ray, the doll stylist, who mm. like makes fashions for Barbies. And it's really excellent. Okay. I was like, I need to follow that because that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Ray, the doll stylist. Okay. I won't rudely be Instagramming well. <laughs> I, y'all have inspired me. I am trying to remember now how many of my dolls are still at my parents' house. Because I did I did a big purge of stuff. When I was in grad school, I had a friend who had a daughter and I gave her a bunch of stuff. Like I know like my doll bed and different things like that. But I wonder if my look like me American Girl doll is still somewhere wow. at my parents' house. Wait a minute. Where is my look like me American Girl doll? Wait. Wait, you have one I too? To call my mom immediately after. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've lost track of mine and I'm like, I wonder if it's still in a closet somewhere. I um, haven't seen We need pics. I remember her Christmas mm-hmm. Day and then I have no other memories of her <laughs> Christmas Day when I was like five. Oh wow. Um, yeah, my sister and I both got one. And um yeah, haven't seen her in a long time. Where is that girl? We had matching outfits and everything. Mine came into my life at a point when my whole family was like, you're too old. And I put my foot foot down. I was like, no, I got mine in like sixth grade. You're never too old. That's that the perfect age. They're all in sixth grade. That is like the age of the American yeah, girl dolls. I was right? like, no, I just want her to look like me. But then it became really fun because then a couple months after I got her, I broke my leg for the first time and was in a cast or my arm. Was it my arm or my leg? I don't remember. I, I broke my first arm. Why are you breaking so many arms? (laughs) I don't know. I like didn't have any breaks. And then for like much of middle school and into grad school, I just started breaking all the time. I was like, breaks on what? Put breaks on the thing. So you stop breaking things. (laughs) (laughs) No, I kept breaking my my own bones. But that was a cool thing. The first time it happened was that I got a cast for my doll. So my doll and I both had casts. Yeah, my grandma, my Nana, shout out to my old roommate, Nana. She got me a cast for my American Girl doll. Which is so cool. That's pretty cute. Anyways, it was really cute. really cute. Anyways, I have to find where my doll is, and I wonder if she's still wearing a cast. Oh. Well, speaking of dolls, Caitlin, you've come up with a pretty incredible game Thank to you. put Mary through today. Thank you. Yay. All right. This game is called Box Office Dolls. So dolls have put the box office on their tiny backs for years. But what doll reigns supreme? Mary, I'm going to give you two doll-inspired movies, and you're going to tell me which one you think did better at the box office. Or sometimes they're against each other. You know, if they're both rentals, they're both streaming. We keep it, you know, categorically correct. All right. Sweet. So our first head-to-head is brats versus ugly dolls which do you think made more at the box office ugly dolls yes wow i just watched that movie and wow (laughs) it is so good i started halfway through i was on vacation and i was flipping through channels and i stopped on it and it I mean, I didn't start it from the beginning, but it still changed my life. The song, 
the story. I was weeping. The second half of Ugly Dolls changed your life. <laughs> I love that. See, I wouldn't have guessed that at all. Yeah, I was like, no way, no way Bratz touched people like that. I would have thought Bratz would be as good a as so good is. It's not Janelle Monet and Kelly Clarkson. Fair. Mm. So. Also, in doing research, I found out Chet Hanks was in the Bratz movie. Oh, good. So that's no, interesting. I don't remember. Chet, Chet Hanks, who mm-hmm. does Jamaican accents. Correct. Yes. yes. The and very he's problematic. For, right? he's, uh, mm-hmm. He played Dexter in the Bratz movie. Oh. Right. Not a high build character, yeah. but nonetheless, interesting. Yeah. He's such a Dexter. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ugly Dolls did win it. All right. Next, we have the rental category. We have Raggedy Ann and Andy, A Musical Adventure. Versus Barbie presents Thumbelina. <laughs> mm, box office? Barbie the, presents These are Thumbelina. rentals, so they, they're the okay, money they made from rentals. Rental. Okay, gotcha. Direct gotcha. to video. Um, okay, okay. Mm, I'd say Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. And the Barbie films make so much money. I had no idea. Barbie is our oh. greatest working actress. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! Like, where's yeah. her Oscar? Barbie presents Thumbelina. I I saw in your notes came raked in eleven million. Yes, and there are so many other films like that at that level. Like Barbie's making so many well, millions of dollars. I chose that one because I could find the individual stats for that particular movie. However, the first ten that they did, which started with Barbie and the Nutcracker, then Barbie is Rapunzel, which I see that one all mm-hmm. the time, and the other ones, the first ten made seven hundred million dollars. Oh, and they cost two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> They each cost $2 to make. So (laughs) they are netting $700 million minus about 20 bucks. And it is, I don't know, I was happy for her. I know she's the the fictional doll, but still, it was a good work. Raggedy and Andy musical adventure didn't do that well. 1.3 million. Mm. Bummer, I always liked them. Yeah, we hope the best for their careers. (laughs) Maybe the songs just didn't slap. And finally, in the sort of live action comedy category, and these are this one is by Amazon Sales Ranking. Jingle All the Way 2, which stars Larry the Cable Guy, or Life Size 2, A Christmas Eve, which of course stars Tyra Banks. Life Size 2? Right. Life mm-hmm. Size, if you don't remember, is a movie starring Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks, where Tyra Banks is a living doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Life Size 2, A Christmas Eve, where we do have... The uh, and the doll is named Eve. Is that right, Lauren? Mm-hmm. I believe so. That's a double play on words with the Christmas Eve. Um, Lindsay Lohan did not make the sequel. Wait, but Tyra did. Uh, Tyra, yeah. yeah. Wait, when did this come out? This like, one came out not too long ago. Twenty twenty. That's weird because I feel like I've been waiting for this one, and how did I miss it? I don't understand. Was there twenty eighteen? Oh, it was twenty eighteen. It was on Freeform. Was there a Christmas cover of Be a Star? I'm not, I can't confirm, but I hope so. Um, and it starred. I love that song. Uh, also, Tyra, of course, mm-hmm. and Francia Reza, who was on Secret Life of American Teenager and Grownish. Yes. Mm-hmm. She reprised, okay. uh, she does the, fulfills the Lindsay Lohan of it all. I don't believe they snuck that one by me. And it's crazy. Well, okay, got to revisit that. What was the other one? She has plans for a third one. And the a third one, the second one is Jingle All the Way 2, the sequel to the 90s Arnold Schwarzenegger film. But this one stars Larry the Cable Guy. 
Wow. This is from 2014. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. Wow, they made that in 2014? Correct. And it was made by WWE Studios. Oh, my God. Was it life-size, too? It was not. It was Jingle All the Way, though. They were close. And apparently Jingle All the Way, too, is a, a very bad movie that has a cult following because uh, people can't believe how bad it is. So I got to check it out this <laughs> Christmas. Wow. I mean, right. I can believe how bad it is, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it stars Larry the Cable Guy, and it was made by WWE Studios. It was a sequel over 20 years later. And I also wanted to bring up this movie because I think it's an interesting merchandise tie-in because the whole plot of Jingle All the Way is he needs to find that toy for his son. Sure. But I don't think they marketed that toy. I couldn't find evidence that they did. No, I don't think they did, which is a bizarre... They would never do that today. move. No. Well, I can't you imagine that that was the plan then. I think something went horribly awry. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Ooh, now I want to solve that mystery. What went wrong? Yeah. It feels like something where like either... Yeah, something seems off there. I have to imagine that that was the plan. All right. Well, Mary, you got two out of three. You, you did amazing. You showed your work. You did amazing. I feel amazing. Really, really Thank great you. stuff. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break while we try to find the merchandising from the 1993 film Jingle All the Way. <laughs> we'll be right back. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Shockingly, was not able to find any evidence that the prototype exists it's got to be out there somewhere you know stand stands don't worry we're not going to rest we're someone gonna... knows something slide into our dms let us know this yes. is now an active investigation and you know we have our google voice number on our instagram bio call and if yeah. it needs to be anonymous we understand yeah just call us des moines because we are going to crack this case <laughs> with no ethics to back it up uh all right well caitlin i'm so curious you you are going to be talking today about something that like the ugly dolls changed mary Something that changed you. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I think about movies based on merchandise, there's really one that reigns supreme for me, and it's one of my absolute favorite movies, which is Clue, which I think is one of the most influential movies on my entire life. And here's the thing. I have never played the game Clue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this movie, I I rewatched it uh, with my friend Bronson over quarantine, and we watched it over Zoom, guys. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, this movie singularly is so influential to like what I think is funny, but that's not just it. Like, it's what I think is cool, what I think is pretty, like how I think people should behave or like not. I feel like so much of it comes from Clue. Like Leslie mm-hmm. Ann Warren in that movie is like what I think a beautiful person should look like. Like, she's just so gorgeous in this movie. I swear, I think it made it me smarter. Like, me having to follow it as a child. Like, all of the mm-hmm. different plots. Uh, all of the different endings. Attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in seventh grade, I basically wrote a knockoff play. Um, we had a little playwriting unit in English. And I wrote one that was... Uh, I guess it probably was a 10-minute play at most. But it took place in a convenience store. And it was like... Instead of who murdered someone, it was who has this winning lottery ticket. And I did uh, several endings, just like Clue, like because I'd just seen that in Clue. So I was like, okay. I'll just do that. And you definitely should take something like that on if it's your first writing project ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's your first writing project, you should do something that is structurally bizarre because it's going to be really yeah. good. It's going to be really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I wish I had either the script or I know that it was recorded for at least one performance. Wow. But I so wish I had the lot the lottery play <laughs> that stole from Clue. But I find it funny that I've never ever played the game of Clue. <laughs> so yeah, my question to you guys is should I play the game of Clue? Will I enjoy it? Um well, I think as someone who has also never played Clue, thank you. Join us. Join our ranking. It's um, possible, like you've built it up so much in your mind. Like I don't know it. It it seems like maybe it might be a disappointment. I mean, so 
here's what I'm going to say to you both. Great. I think the only way to play Clue is to play Clue the VCR mystery game. Oh, wait. I've heard of this. Explain. Wait, what? Okay. So it's been a long time since I played, but in my in my house um, growing up, we had the regular Clue, which is fine. It's a good board game. It's fine. But we also had Clue VCR mystery game, which because in the in the 90s, this was just a big, big uh, thing where you would have these board games, but you would have to like play a videotape too. So you'd like pause it along with the game and you would like interact. Like from what I remember, there was like a butler character on the videotape. Right. And then there were other people playing characters and they would you would hit play and you would get like clues. So like instead of just like picking up a card and reading about the card, you would have these actors playing these characters on this VHS tape giving you clues and information about the game. Wow. Yes, this was a there, there was this was a short-lived trend. The mm-hmm. VCR board game. Yeah, and I think if I remember it correctly for for this one, there were three different stories. So you had um uh three different stories of 18 different ways the game could work depending on what tape and how the tape and whatever um but i think it was like 60 minutes of like of of content came in this box yes because i follow Mm -hmm. an instagram also called like retro sci-fi or something and they recently Mm -hmm. had a commercial for a star trek klingon game that was like this it was a board game but like a klingon hosted it from the tape (laughs) yeah so very similar yeah i think that there i want to i want to say that like there was like a special edition, maybe like Dream Phone that came out like this oh, too. Wow. Cause the one of the teen games did it. I, it. Maybe it wasn't Dream Phone, but I remember having a cassette tape that went with one of those like very girly games. And I would watch the videos just because I thought one of the guys was cute. So sometimes <laughs> I would just watch the tape. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I play, I need to find a well, I do have a VCR actually. You have a VCR, which is why I think the only way for you to play. Um, though apparently they did come up with a clue DVD version. I never mm, played that version. I don't version. trust that. It doesn't feel like it's the spirit. I think for you to play, I think you both need to find your way to the VHS version. That's my thought. Is it a fun game? I mean, a lot of those games, those board games for like under 10, I don't even know if that's what clue is intended for, are like not that fun. Because <laughs> it's work. It's like it's whole. It's a whole job to be an investigator. You know, yeah. People get paid for this. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I, yeah. I always liked it. Okay, cool. I don't know. Good to know. But I also was a child in the 90s, and what did I know? Yeah, we didn't have you anything know? to do. We we're playing shoots and ladders. I mean, yeah. Jeez. So, mm-hmm. Shoots yeah. and ladders is where it's at. But I was always obsessed with Clue, and I was shocked that the movie came after the game. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember having my mind blown growing up being like, what? Wait, which one came first? I was like, because in my head, it was always like, obviously, everything's inspired by the movie. And it's like, no, the movie was inspired by the game. And I was like, it is weird. It is weird. This is like me with uh, Muppets and Muppet Babies, because I saw Muppet Mm. Babies first. And my mom actually told me, no, Muppets came first. And I was like, um, okay, there you have to be babies first. That's not how babies work. So yeah. actually, <laughs> mom, I think you need to like review a lot. <laughs> it's not possible. Are there any other movies out there based or inspired by board games that you really like? I, I, not that I really like. I know there was the Battleship one. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's more out there than you might realize. Was that the one with mm-hmm. Rihanna? Mm-hmm. Oh. Is there a Candyland movie? 
there's a Candyland uh, cartoon called The Great Lollipop Adventure. Oh, they should make like a Tim Burton Candyland movie. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a live action Candyland in the works at Sony that was supposed to have Adam Sandler as the star, but it uh, production got halted when um, Hasbro, who produces the game, got sued by another game company, and they like put the kibosh on it. Since like 2014, I think it's been up in the air about if Hasbro stole the game or not. (laughs) So they can't. Oh oh dear. Sell Candyland. The movie can't happen. I don't know if it's been settled, but the last time I checked, it hadn't been settled. Is there a Monopoly movie? Uh, there is a documentary, but <laughs> no movie as far as I know. Who would play the Monopoly man? Wow. Excellent question. I have a an idea, but I'd like to hear yours first. Yeah, Mary, who do you think? He seems short, the he Monopoly does. man. He does. Um... <laughs> seems short he has a youthful energy though he is clearly very wise he's got a mustache he's got mm-hmm. a monocle a top hat he's classy oh my gosh is good who who has the chops i'm gonna throw something out there that's really playing against the traditional type but i think that's so fun that this person i just think they have the je ne sais quoi to pull it off that nobody else does stay with me on this one i think Idris Elba should be the Monopoly man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that like sophistication. Sure. He's got that power. Mm. He moves really well. Like, listen, I never, I I always hate to bring this up because I know it's dramatic. Cats wasn't good, but there was something in what he gave us in Cats that I see potential to be used for the axis of good instead of evil this time around. I think that's good. I think that's really good. And he could wear a top hat and monocle and just i mean no one thinks of the monopoly man as a sex symbol currently or <laughs> somebody probably does yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's not, not po- it's not mainstream it's not mainstream but we don't want to kink shame you know if the mr yeah, monopoly heads yeah. out there <laughs> I, I support that yeah i like idris elba um i thought that you were going to say timothy chalamet <laughs> i mean it makes because so much sense he can but... do anything right mm-hmm. so true I, my first instinct was Victor Garber. Oh, that makes sense. Victor Garber. I'm just going to nod like, who is that? Victor Garber. Um, he is the king in the Brandy uh, Cinderella. <laughs> he is also one of the husbands in First Wives Club. It's an alias. Okay, okay. He's a big character actor. You've seen so him much. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. Iconically in the production of uh, Godspell in Canada in the 1970s that launched 100 careers. He was in Argo. Mm-hmm. Played the Canadian. Mm-hmm. He's Canadian. Well, is he available? I don't, he sounds busy. Yeah. Okay, that's an issue. That is an issue. <laughs> who isn't busy? Let's go. <laughs> Let's see who hasn't worked in a while. <laughs> Who's not that good, but they're available. <laughs> I mean, this person is also busy but another playing against type would be uh helen miram wow <laughs> yeah Ooh, i like that too i think helen miram might be my favorite actually wow okay i like this. yeah I, like this. I just i i picture her like in the chicest version of this costume with the yes. coat and the tails and the mm-hmm. some kind of patent heels with buckles on them yeah Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, do not pass go. And you would not pass go because she's that. Helen Mirren. Yeah. 
Perfect. We've settled it. Perfect. It's We've settled it. Cool. Call her up. I am curious, though, before we move on, are there any board games that you wish had been turned into like a movie or uh, a TV show? Like, what are the board games that you were... Wow. I didn't... Most of... I felt like most of my board games didn't involve... Like, what could the plot be? Like... my family was a big sorry family. Oh, wow. Um, sorry which movie. you can be sorry about anything, you know? <laughs> and you're sorry for winning, right? You're yeah. sorry. <laughs> Did y'all play that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, sorry for winning. I feel like that's probably already a movie in some some sense. We could probably just put a sorry filter on a movie. Yeah. Has there been a guess who? I have not seen any Guess Who stuff or Sorry stuff. Those are two properties yep, I've yeah. explored. Or Scrabble. I'm a little nervous to say out loud on this podcast what my dream is because I'm what I'm about to say is not a joke. This is actually one of my greatest dreams and something that I have worked on pitches for. But I do want to share this with you. I have one board game above all other board games that I truly, truly, truly believe could I'll be honest with you when I say I have a pitch for a series and I have a pitch for a movie and I have a pitch for a different way to approach a series. So I have multiple ideas for how this could work. But the board game, I believe, more than anything else that deserves to be turned into a, a beautiful, epic project is Mall Madness. Oh, yeah. For sure. And some might tell me that the TV show Shop to Drop was basically that, kind of. And I see you and I get you. But it was a game show and it's not a narrative. And Mall Madness, the narrative, needs to be explored. What is the narrative? So I have a couple <laughs> different ideas. It's a very important question. In one of my ideas, it's a TV series that's an anthology. And each season you follow a different store within the same mall. Um, and so you're getting different, like perspectives of like different people in the same place i love that one of them is like a coming of age story that's centered around a group of friends because like i grew up in a time when like you just got dropped off at the mall when you didn't have a license and you would just spend months there until parents would come and find you (laughs) (laughs) and then i have another idea um where there's this like town because again inspired by where i grew up we had like a entire town that was like decimated by um a tornado hit a a really bad um the outlet malls in an area and then they rebuilt it once or twice but then they just kind of gave up and so there's this town that's sort of been like kind of decimated and so another idea i had is about a town coming like to bring the town back to life they build a, a new mall and they bring back mall culture those are my different ideas I almost feel like they could, I mean, I don't want to like edit your ideas, Mm -hmm, but can't they build, they can build the mall and then follow the people who work at the, like, it could be both. Because I want, I want both. Wow. Thank you so much. Yes. I definitely want both. So how do we make it happen? Do we put them together? Do we do them separately? Like what are the next steps? I don't know. Um, Netflix, call Mary and I, Mm -hmm. we could all hash it out. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, I just think mall madness I feel like in my classroom, my students today, they don't really totally understand mall culture and I, and I don't want it to be lost. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. Isn't right. that sad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, well, lo- don't, I love them all. To not know the joy of being dropped off at the mall and everyone reaching in their pockets to come together to have the five seventy five you needed to get the unlimited chips and salsa. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, thinking that the yeah. waiter at the at the restaurant in the mall was like your actual friend because they saw you so often, you know? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the independence, just like 
walking around. Like I had so many firsts at malls. I had my my first kiss at wow. a movie theater in the mall. Wow. I bought my first thong at the mall. <laughs> I, <laughs> All the big like, firsts. Oh, shoplifting obviously <laughs> was a first that mm-hmm. I did at a mall. Um, and then I stopped. Well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> After I got caught for shoplifting on a yeah, trip, that's I get I that. Said. But you know, malls—you get to figure out who you are at a mall. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah totally. And I was a criminal. That's, yeah, that there, we there we go. There we go. Revealed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Caitlin, unpacking your 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 fascination with Clue. Who knew that it would bring us? Let us to, to each our own identity. It's amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like we've really got some creative juices flowing, though, so I feel like it's a good time to sort of, like, flow into our next game because, Mary, I'm confident that with the notes you just gave me on my pitch that you're going to crush this game. This game's called Pitch Fire Sells Out. We're going to give you an iconic movie theater candy that seems like it should have already by now inspired a film, but hasn't yet. And you're going to pitch us the concept for how to get this candy film greenlit. Are you ready? Yes. All right. M&M's. What's the concept of the M&M movie? Okay, the M&M movie. That is kind of easy because they already have characters, right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. what hijinks do the M&M's get into? Okay, mm-hmm. so the um, the red M&M is kidnapped. The red M&M is the short one okay. um, who seems like the smarter M&M, but then the yellow M&M really has to like prove himself because he's like i'm just the sidekick i don't believe in myself but the green m&m who wears the cute boots she's like honey you gotta believe in yourself you gotta step up save your best friend and i'm here for you so yeah and the the orange the orange peanut m&m you know they all Mm -hmm. team up and they have their their own special skills that i they didn't even realize they had maybe one of them even finds out they were a um didn't they do those pretzel filled M&Ms? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 It's oh, like, wow. I found this out about myself because Wait. I, you know, <gasps> was really put to the test. And, Whoa. And yeah. And um, they rescue their friend. And it's, wow. it's beautiful. Um, M&M not knowing what they have on the inside. That's deep. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. deep. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I can't wait to see this film. Uh, all right. Number two, Swedish fish. How are we going to get them on screen? One of my favorite candies. Um, so, Swedish fish. They love to swim. They just mm-hmm. keep swimming. I feel like uh, they're swimming upstream because mm-hmm. it's that time of year. Oh, cute. yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> and there is one fish teenager who's mm. like, "This is my first time swimming upstream. I don't think." that I'm ready to swim upstream. It's scary. There are perils. There are wow. some candy version of, of bears, you know, that could chomp them right out of the water. Um, all manner of peril. And so he actually gets really creative and is like, I think there's a better way than swimming upstream and having to deal with these bears. And he like orchestrates, comes up with a whole system of transportation that circumvents the bears and just wow. makes their lives so much easier and they don't have to deal with that danger anymore this is iconic truly epic <laughs> film all right we have one final candy that i truly can't believe has not been thrown up onto the screen yet and that's junior mints what are we doing with junior mints? 
Mm, the junior mints, they always want to be major mints, right? They always mm-hmm. want to be senior mints. Um, but they can't. They're junior mints. And the junior mints have what they have to offer. When they have to offer it, they just have to be themselves. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are junior mints who are just trying to be something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Trying to be the the swirly pink and red mints. Trying to be yeah. those minty cookies. They're like, we don't get no respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then <laughs> they come to realize that their juniorness is what makes them special. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. They, what they were looking for, they had all along. They had all along. I love that. I never really yeah. thought about it till just now, but I bet there's a pretty epic rivalry between junior mints and peppermint patties. Oh, yeah. yes. For sure. Peppermint patties think that they're. Yeah, and that yeah. rivalry will certainly be explored wow. in the film. Wow. Um, do they come together in the end, or do they defeat the peppermint patties? And that's wow. Is it going to be one of those like, you know, we got to actually team up to achieve our goals, or is it like, f you, peppermint patties? You're finally going to get what you deserve. Let's see. They're going to have mm-hmm. to green light us to find out. I think they're going to yeah. need to give you the the funding if people want to know how Junior Mints ends. Yeah, sorry. Funding first, ending later. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's how it works. Uh, Well, incredible. All three of these sound fabulous. I expect Amazon Studios to call us momentarily since I'm pretty sure they're listening to everything we say at all times. They will be starring Timothy Chalamet, Helen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mary. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Well, we're going to just make sure that Jeff Bezos uh, knows about this and we'll be right back. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. All right, I've been told Jeff Bezos uh, is no longer receiving phone calls when we stand together. Apparently, I have Venmo requested him one too many times, and uh, I'm now persona non grata. All all he has to do is complete the transaction, and then we're done here. Just complete the transaction. It's really, I don't don't get it. I make it weird. He's making it so weird. And it's not even that much. I, like, Venmoed him for, like, a pizza. It's like, come on, dude. (laughs) You could do what, that. What, You're saying you, you don't can, have enough for a pizza. You don't have enough yeah. for a pizza. That's that's bullshit. Another thing that is bullshit is something that I've been waiting to talk about on the show for a while. And Mary, when I found out that you appreciated the Bratz dolls, I knew that you would be a safe person to unpack this feeling that I have. Um, now, I know, Caitlin, you're aware of this uh, property, but Mary, are you familiar with something called Gem and the Holograms? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Okay. I am familiar. I know that I said that. Yes. Like I know everything, but that's Mm -hmm. more of a yes, I am familiar. (laughs) Okay. Great. Well, for those of you that maybe aren't as hip as Mary, Jen and the Holograms was an American animated musical television series that ran from 1985 
1988. And the series was about a record company owner named Jerrica Benton and her singer alter ego, Jem and the Adventures of Jem and her band, The Holograms. And I was very young when it was on the air originally, but as a young child, I discovered the reruns. And more importantly, I discovered the dolls. The Jem dolls were some of the absolute coolest dolls you have ever seen particularly because she had this um alter ego and i remember i had this doll that was um metal like like metallic like her skin was like pink metallic except for like the face looked like a normal like face but it was because it was trying to make her look like one of her holograms like it was like crazy punk rock very 80s glam stuff like nothing was cooler than gem to me as a child now a couple things i, I want to say first and foremost i want to declare that gem is Perhaps the greatest achievement in advertising that's ever happened because the concept for the TV show was actually a joint collaboration between Marvel Productions and Hasbro Games. Like they came up with this show together and it's the same team that was responsible for Transformers and G.I. Joe. So like in the 80s, they were brilliant and they came together and they were like, why are we all working uh, on our own paper projects? Let's do a group project and create cartoons that are going to get kids excited for these dolls and action figures and all this stuff. So, yeah, so I, I it's a great feat in advertising. And it was such a fun um, world that they built. And so in 20. 15 when i heard that there was going to be a live action reboot i was like of course of course there is because we deserve a reboot we deserve for the next generation of kids growing up to know about gem and the holograms but what they gave us was an abomination (laughs) the 2015 live action gem and the holograms is so bad it's so bad i think it was a huge flop and the thing is is they had a lot of great pieces like they had audrey peoples from nashville in the lead and she's very talented talk about a banging soundtrack some of the songs are so good uh they're really well performed it visually looked cool but the story was bad they were so smart they had molly ringwald in there giving us that like pre-riverdale nostalgia (laughs) casting that's so popular now like it was so smart but the story was just really really bad and So this is basically me just coming to the world at large saying, can we all come together and and set down our differences and just it's time to redo the reboot because what we got in 2015 was offensive and it was bad and we're just we're stronger together. So if everyone could just, you know, agree to help me bring this to life, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. I'm going to do it. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that easily. Thank you. I too had I actually did not see the film, but even before mm-hmm. its release, I have always had strong feelings about the way that they should bring back Jim. Mm-hmm. And one idea I had, let me know what you feel. Okay, is tell me about to it. To set it to sort of de-escalate the glam a little bit and to mm-hmm. set it in like a small city, like a mm-hmm. Portland or something that ha- Austin has an indie music scene. And that it's almost like coming out of those 
again, I feel it more 80s or 90s in a way that's like the people that hang out at the record store, the people. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we see it get glamier as she embraces the the gem Jerrica identity. Mm-hmm. Well, they kind of tried to do that. Okay. And I think at the core, their core concept made sense for the time because it starts with this young girl who's really shy and her family's going through financial troubles and so she upload they upload a video to youtube Mm. and that's how it all starts and it is and it's the trajectory of an unknown young girl with no glam and what glam can do to you and the dangers of that so they kind of try to do it but it was not well executed and honestly slow it was the pacing was it would just felt lame Mm. but I think you're right and I think they're right. Like that and that kernel is is right. And this is why they need to bring us on. Yeah. Because you're 100% hitting the nail on the head. They just didn't execute it properly. What if the performers in addition to being good at music were also sort of more musical comedy people? It could be fun. Good luck. Like Rachel Bloom. Well, yeah. one of the things about the 2015 reboot that's so depressing is at post credits, there's a scene that actually should have been the whole premise of the movie because at the end of the movie, um, Jim has. They clearly thought they were about to have a franchise, but but you find out that um, this enemy that Jim has created is going out trying to get uh, this other band to like she wants to back another band because she's going to start a rivalry right to introduce the misfits right which were part of the gem universe now here's the thing in this scene kesha is one of the misfits wow and had they led with that had kesha been a misfit in the had we had this movie just been a fight between gem and the holograms and kesha and the misfits we'd still be talking about it We'd still yeah. be talking about it. And you could still do the the rising up, but like having to compete, right? And then we have a very timely story of like women being pitted against each other in this industry. Why do we have to make them rivals? Like it could have been beautiful. Um, but they got ahead they got ahead of themselves. They thought they were gonna be a franchise and we're saving that. And it's like, no, guys, you screwed up. You screwed up. And that's how I feel about that. But we can make it right. We can make it right. Yeah. We can make it great right. opportunity for us. I think so. Yeah. Because honestly, we need more movies inspired by dolls because as you pointed out, Mary, they inspire the best soundtracks. Yes. Right? Come on. Yeah. Such great positive music, right? I'm going to make a mixtape for everybody. Don't worry. Oh my God. That would be so fun. Wait, actually really do. Like yeah, you no, can I make really a Spotify playlist and I will follow it with haste. Mm-hmm. So. No, I will. Don't worry, everyone. I'll put it on our socials. I'm going to make a doll jams playlist. Doll jams. Doll jams. Doll jam. It's going to be a new thing. um so mary before we say goodbye today are there any any final thoughts about movies inspired by merchandise or merchandise inspired by movies anything that you came today hoping we'd talk about or anything that this the conversation has sparked in you um just that i definitely need to locate my beanie babies Mm -hmm. always Yeah, we had so many of those things. Mm. Um, And where's their movie? Honestly, great point. Great point. And their animated series. And yeah, what the heck? Yeah. Like Beanie Babies, the series. I like cannot believe. Like that is just something that got caught up in like lawyers and stuff. Because you know that somebody was at Disney Channel back in like... 1999 being like Beanie Babies animated series. And then there is a version of this world. 
Because like I think about like Gummy Bears, the cartoon is, oh, is one of my love. ultimate all time favorites. Oh, we could have had Beanie Babies. Damn. Dang, we could have had Beanie. Or Dang. we can still have Beanie Babies, and we'll appreciate it so much more. Wow. Um, wow. When we when we finally have those Beanie Babies, and the Princess Diana Bear will be the leader, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Um, the people's or the beanies princess. Oh my god! Maybe if it's like animated, Meghan Markle could do the voice. <gasps> oh, oh my god. god! Get her on the. I phone just got right chills. Now. I just got chills. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I think that's probably her dream too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think mm-hmm. someone could just tweet that, and it'll just kind of. Great. Okay, we'll do that from our account. Yeah, go on its own. I love that so much. And then maybe our Beanie Babies will be worth something. Uh, yeah, so fingers <laughs> crossed. Well, Mary, for the stand stands that have fallen and stand with you, where can they find you and your podcast? Yes, my podcast, Bapcast, a Black and Proud Her Story podcast. Amazing name. Can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, follow me on Instagram at BKBAP, that's BK dot B-A-P. Um, on Twitter, it's BK low dash B-A-P. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Dot BAP. Yeah, so, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hit me up there and learn some history. Yes. Yes. I love it so much. Well, it's been so fun getting to know you a little bit better and getting to get nostalgic about all of the merchandise that yes. inspired our childhoods. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was so fun. Thank you, guys. Oh, you're the best, so Mary. Much. You're the best. Everybody, be sure to follow Mary. And be sure, if you aren't already, follow us at We Stand Social across all the social medias. Because, you know, so, I'll be honest with you. Some of my best friends are folks just like you that decided one day to slide into our DMs and... <laughs> And it makes life so much more interesting to know that I'm not alone with how many hours a day I think about Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> You're never alone. You're never alone. Bye, Stan Stans. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.